Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. like 24 hours a day. 
We're still trying to figure out when you get a chance to sleep. I just can't figure it out yet. <laughs> I know. I sleep and wake up and work and sleep and wake up. and I don't have a schedule, you know. I, and so I have to just kind of figure out what I have to do, and then I do it and go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to be old because you don't have to do anything but what you want to do. That's true. You know, I, I used to couldn't wait till I could get out of high school. And I, yeah. I hated get up, getting up every morning to go to school, you know, for 12 years. And then, uh, yeah. you know, when you get out of high school, then, you know, you have, um, you know, you have to work for a living, so. <laughs> yeah, tell somebody to go up on my webpage and put that we're on the air. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're going to put chat. that up in the uh, the Facebook page. I just put it up on. And the Twitter. <laughs> my side there, Yes. Uh, there's apparently a new network out there someone was telling me about. Um, they copied the show. And um, this show is also broadcast on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, which is a satellite network. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're up on WWCR on Sunday afternoons, and that's uh, 9.350 megahertz. That is at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time that we're on WWCR satellite. Mm-hmm. We're on the American Voice Radio Network, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Mm -hmm. Sundays. So praise God. Well, you know, uh, Dr. Pat, um, I was just kind of meditating today on some uh, questions people had asked me. Um, Took a call today and some people getting into deliverance for the first time, seeing some victory. Then um, all of a sudden they uh, they get backlash and attacks. And I think a lot of people think, you know, all I need to do is just go through the Deliverance hot seat one time, and it's all you know. It's all good. I'll never be attacked again. What has been your experience? Well, you know, I've always taught heavily about defense because of that. Uh, if you don't know how uh, to defend yourself, and if you're not connected directly to the throne of God, you can get killed playing around with this. Uh, you said somebody's copied the show. I certainly hope that they've been called to do it and they have the anointing to do it because, uh, you know, it, it's not for everybody. It's a training uh, feel. And, of course, I encourage everybody that God has called into deliverance to be steady and to do it. Uh, but, um, you know, witches understand their um, powers. Christians in America particularly do not understand the supernatural spiritual realms. And, uh, you know, I make deliverance look real easy because I've done it so long. And then I have an anointing to do that, as you do. Uh, But um, you can get into situations that you, if you don't know what you're doing, you can get in a lot of problems. I mean, it's like when we were on there the other night. We had two situations that come to mind. One is the woman that I believe she was uh, into witchcraft, and she was playing games. And uh, remember the music coming through and all that stuff that was going on? Um, A novice uh, would have played along with her thinking that that, uh, he or she would have... uh, had somebody that was wanting deliverance, and actually, it was a spirit of mockery. Uh, 
Yeah. And so we came in on it real quick. Uh, the man that called in and what he wanted to do is he just wanted to argue about what he believed and why he was like he was. And that he he's like hundreds and thousands of, of so-called Christians. They, they, uh, they're religious and they, uh, read all kinds of, uh, uh, Bibles and all kinds of books. You know, the, there's a scripture that says that they, they're learning, uh, and they never come to the knowledge of the truth. And of course, the knowledge of the truth is to be free in Jesus Christ. And I can tell when I'm connected with someone spiritually, whether I can see them or not, and I'm sure you can too. But if you let somebody like that, they can spend a whole hour uh, trying to, uh, you know, argue about things. And this is not, this is precious time. Uh, There's so many people that need help. I mean, we don't get to everybody when we get on the air because people are so desperate. Although people are receiving mass deliverance when we're on the air, uh, we've got many reports, I have and so have you, where they throw over to the side of the road and start getting deliverance. I remember when we first started it, a pastor wrote me and told me that. And uh, so a deliverance is really, honestly, a person attaching themselves to the Lord in obedience, and uh, you they have to be very honest uh, in order to get free. Uh, one thing about this radio deliverance is that they can be free because we don't know who they are, and neither does anybody else. And so sometimes you do have to ask a personal question, and they can answer. Well, yes, I have been with women or men. Or, yes, I did get involved in witchcraft. Because they're free to do it, whereas if they're looking you in the face, they've been in lies so many years that a lot of times they'll just lie about it. And if they lie, then you can't you can't get to first base with them. So, you know, you and I are learning, too. This is very, very new. I've been on the radio for probably 25 years, and uh, I understand uh, radio. You know I'm not afraid of it, and I can uh, uh, spontaneously talk and things. But the deliverance aspect, it just happened one night. We didn't plan it. Somebody called in, and we started praying with them, and all of a sudden, they just started getting deliverance on the air. And so the Lord showed us. He, he yes, showed he us. And, uh, it, the way he showed it to me, Shannon, was it's like when Paul went into the Gentile nations. Now, he's he's a Jewish man, and he was very well educated in uh, religion and in Judaism. And the Lord revealed to him Christianity, of course, because uh, he was able to tie in the Old Testament into the New and tell us that the New Testament completed the Old Testament. But when he started going out 
in he became the uh, minister to the Gentiles. He was in an element that he had never been in before because he was a die-hard Jew. And the Jews were not allowed to have any kind of associations with Gentiles, as you know. So there he is. He's in exactly the same situation that we're in because we're having to totally be dependent on the Lord when we go on the air, because we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we uh, experienced uh, far more warfare when we first went on the air than we are now. And the reason for that is that we're learning to walk down the avenue. Uh, we're learning uh, to uh, take our authority and our position and we have people that are covering us with prayer and uh, working with us. You know, the Bible says one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. So we have all of these wonderful people that come up on the Internet, on your chat room, plus there's hundreds and thousands of them listening that are walking down this avenue with us. So we have prayer support. We have uh, a very uh, marvelous secret that the Lord showed me many years ago, and I, I teach on it in my church and to people when I'm teaching them deliverance, that in unity there is power. Amen. And so what we have here is we have a group of people that are in agreement with us. And uh, they believe in what we're doing. They they know that Jesus is in the middle of it. And so we have unity. Uh, you know, the unity of Christians in the upper room caused the entire building to shake. Uh, when the power came, the entire building trembled because the Holy Spirit came in and it was just sheer power over that group. And I think that we have this same thing. And I give God the glory for this because of the fact uh, I would, you know, there's 300 million people in America. And uh, as you've said many times, there's only a few deliverance ministers. And there's only a few that really have an understanding of what they're supposed to be doing. Some of them go at deliverance in a ritualistic way, like they've heard somebody do it this way, so they do it that way. Uh, Deliverance is very supernatural, and it must be led and inspired by the Holy Ghost because it works with the knowledge and the mind of Christ working with the deliverance minister. But I would, like Paul said, I would that everyone would become a minister because then we could sure get the body of Christ clean. Amen to that. I don't know who they are, but we wish them all the prayers and hopefully that they are real and God will work with them. Well, Dr. Pat, uh, the the, uh, next thing I wanted to have you cover is how does someone keep their deliverance? Um, I received a call from a uh, brother, and uh, he had gotten some deliverance, and uh, he came under some attacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went on to to share with him, well, 
we don't always get delivered of everything instantaneously. And you're going to get some deliverance, and uh, you know Satan's going to come back around and you know try to steal that seed that was sown and try to pull you back. You know, Satan will uh, what's called backlash. What is backlash? Define that for the people out there. Well, um, in what you described to me, it's it's not exactly a backlash. What it what it is is. See, when you minister to people, deliverance in America is not a known ministry. And uh, the people that you're ministering to, it's it's a new field for them to walk down also. And the devil knows where people are spiritually, and some of it is teaching them uh, self-defense. Uh, when we uh, deliver uh uh, like a person like solitary Satanist, uh, which was a man that came through some years back, the very first thing we start teaching them is a self-defense. Yes. Uh, learn how to defend yourself. Uh, use the name of Jesus. Now, uh, this particular young man, uh, was coming uh, every time the church doors were opened up. And what happened was we taught him how to use the name of Jesus, and he goes home, and a couple of nights later, two giant uh, devils came into his room with swords. Wow. And and uh, he said, what are you doing here? I'm a Christian now. They said, we've come to kill you. Oh my goodness. He said he said you can't you can't touch me. He said I bind you in the name of Jesus. And they just laughed at him. And uh so he said did you hear me? I bind you in the name of Jesus. And they laughed again. And he said don't you know who Jesus is? And they said yes, we know who Jesus is. But do you know who Jesus is? Oh wow. Now you see uh, they have to gather faith, and they have to get strong. And this is why I have um, pushed in, uh, the people to join the uh, intercessory room and uh, keep a prayer log of what goes on each time we come on the air and get the names of the people and write down what they talk about in terms just little shorthand notes. Well, this was a Satanist, and he got free. Okay, when they go off the air, uh, the prayer intercessors have to, in their prayer life, keep these people covered yes. uh, with uh, prayer when they go to prayer every day because these people are like little helpless babies. Uh, you don't birth a baby, feed it, and put it in the middle of the highway. And so that's part of the work of the deliverance ministry. It's more than just casting the devils out. Yes. And so what this boy did, we had also taught him on the weapon tree of calling on the Father to send angels to help. And he said, uh, Father, would you send the angels uh, to come and make these devils accountable to the name of Jesus. And instantly, the Father uh, sent two giant angels, and they captured those devils and took them away. 
Wow. And so that that's why spiritual warfare and spiritual weapons, as you know, uh, I have a book called uh, Spiritual Weapons. And I think that particular book, it's about $14, but it has three books in, in one in that particular book. And um, that's a book every warrior needs to have because it lays the scripture out. Like you had the man uh, on just before us. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, James uh, Mobley. Uh, James Mobley. Okay, now James Mobley, uh, when you when he was presenting his message, you could see a man that has uh, developed uh, his ministry through the Word of God, through what does the Word say, and. Uh, he uh, preaches, and he includes and interweaves the Word of God in his preaching. It's very, very powerful. Yes. And uh, it, uh, it, it, it's what every Christian minister sh- should do, and every new person that uh, we deliver, you know, at the end, we always tell them, to get the King James Version of the Bible and play it over themselves day and night. And if they need prayer to call, we're available. And uh, to come up on Omega Man every night and listen and go up on Miracle Internet Church and listen to some of the uh, tapes. I have yes. I have uh, MP3s up there, to How to Defend Yourself. Uh, spiritual warfare, uh, how to uh, cast devils out, and they're all free. And see, one thing that um, I get a little bit upset about, uh, maybe you could say I get in the flesh about it, is people will call me and they want me to be their researcher, uh, their personal researcher. And they'll call and they'll write, I've got a question for you. And the answers to those questions are up there on the web page. And I have two of them. And there are hundreds of MP3s up there, hundreds of teaching articles, hundreds of, of, uh, of uh, television shows. And all they've got to do is uh, there's... I think about 88 books up there, e-books. Some of them are laid out in outline form so that you can just quickly scan them and get that stuff into your spirit. And so I did that because people don't understand. And I put up that web page and I said, look, we, we are in Jacksonville and it's needed by the world and Christians you you have weapons and you have things now available to you that you have not had before. And what you need to do is not only use them for your own self, but give them to, as gifts to your friends. Your friends got a, a problem with the marriage. Uh, go up and uh, get the uh, uh, the first uh, deliverance book that I recommend to just about everybody that asks is you can be free. Because that particular book takes them into breaking the family curses 
and it's got scriptures just like Mobley uh, did. It just lays it out scripturally and and plainly that people can just look at it and do it for themselves. And uh, see, when you can uh, learn that you and Jesus, that you will be a majority and that he hears your prayers too, your spiritual life will take off like a rock. Answer your question. I would say to the new deliverance people that you need uh, to hang around uh, the ministry, come when it's up on the air, and um, uh, listen to what happens with other people as they get delivered. Sometimes... I think it was James, as I can remember. Um, you know, I'm not the best at remembering people's names. But uh, James came up several times. And uh, we delivered him the first time. And he came back. And then the Lord showed us through the discerning of spirits as we talked to him other things. He got more deliverance. And that's the way it works. And so... If you can't get through the prayer lines, uh, you participate because it's just like Jesus is standing right in front of you. And as we're uh, ministering to someone, calling out those spirits, all you have to do is you do the same things you did when you were on the air with us. You just start taking deep breaths and you start coughing and you'll get delivered too. Uh, we've had had people to call and say, I was riding down the street in my car, and I just had to pull over to the side of the road. I just got real sick, and I just started throwing up, sure. and I got free. And see, Jesus is everywhere. We can only be with one person at a time, and this is why this particular ministry is so powerful. And and the devil uh, would love to shut it down, and he would love to turn people away and say, I just don't believe it, and has already done that. I know ministers that when we first started this were coming up on a regular basis, and the devil just talks into their mind and says, well, I don't believe that you have to call devils out, or I don't think you have to bind up like that. And they just think with their natural minds, and they think that the Holy Ghost is speaking to them, and they go away, and they've missed all of the foundational teachings that we've done so far, and they've missed a lot of personal deliverance in their own lives, because everybody needs deliverance. Everybody turns that television on. Every, I mean, you even turn on Christian television, and I'm going to tell you, you're under mind control. Yes. You're under heavy duty, not only mind control from the uh, the uh, hypnotic uh, powers of suggestions that the, some of those ministers use, those technolo- techniques, but also subliminals. And so... Uh, you know, the Lord is telling me to tell people to turn their televisions off. Get on, get, I say, turn your television off. Come on up and pray on Sunday night. Watch Jesus move. I'm so tired of going 
and seeing uh, people go to church and nothing happening except the pastors getting richer. I want to see Jesus set the captives free. I want to see miracles and see throughout my deliverance ministry that God gave me, I have had the privilege of seeing things that most Christians have never seen. I've seen things in my short life that most Christians 10 lifetimes haven't seen because I just believe God and step out and do it. And the next thing you know, boom, I'm seeing blind people uh, open their eyes. You know, there was a woman that came through Miracle to show you. And um, she um, uh, she had gone down to uh, Jamaica, and uh, she had gotten involved with a Jamaican man and gotten demon-possessed. And when she came over to Miracle, one of her eyes had just gone over to the far left side of her eye, where the eye is, and paralyzed and she looked wacky or cuckoo-eyed and cockeyed, I think they used to call it, things like that. And uh, it was paralyzed. And so I ministered deliverance to her concerning uh, repentance for falling away from Jesus and sexual sins. And, and uh, so uh, I put my hand on her eye after deliverance and I said, Lord, Heal her eye. And her eye came unparalyzed and it just began to spread, uh, spin around like a, like a spinning ball. And, um, she didn't say anything that she could see then, but she came back the next week and she said, I, the Lord told me to come back and tell you that I was blind when you prayed for that eye. And now I can see out of it. Yes. And so, you see, God does the impossible things. He loves to prove to his people his divine power. Not that he's a show-off God, but a God that is telling his church, I'm here, I'm still alive, and I can still do the things that I did when I walked among my people. The only difference is, is I'm letting my people have a part in my ministry. And that's all we are, is we're partners with Jesus. We are his church. And so it's an exciting ministry, and it's it's a a time where this, this train that's coming by may not ever come by again. I mean, you know, uh, things change. Uh, I mean, the Internet could shut down any minute from what I hear. I'm 75 years old. How many days might I have? Uh, I mean, I know people that we had a lady in our ministry that lived to be 103. So we don't know. Age means nothing to God as we know uh, from uh, the Bible. And my 75 years... I feel as better, actually, than I did when I was 45 years old. Because I have the strength and the anointing and the power of God that is in my vessel. And it doesn't come like in the Pentecostal church. You you went to the Pentecostal church just as I did. 
And people had to work the spirit up to see God move. And they would get up and do a Holy Ghost jig and shout and scream and <laughs> cry and beg. And, <laughs> you know, uh, to me, uh, the Holy Ghost, I'm already connected. I mean, when we start to pray, I don't have to believe that we have to get God's attention. God's attention is going to be right there at that second that we need it. And his anointing is available that very instant. So that's why this program's working uh, as well as it does. And uh, it's, it's, it's a marvelous thing. I, I said, Lord, what I feel like is whenever you sent Paul into Mars Hill, and Mars Hill was the temple of the pagans, and every god that they do, they had statues there of them. And they even had a statue of the unknown god. And Paul went into their territory, and that's what we're doing. We're invading into the territory of the world, because not all people that are hearing these programs are Christians. And so he looked out at the people. They were they were pagans, they were witches, they were homosexuals, they were adulterers, they they were everything that we're facing in our nation today in just sheer darkness. And Paul stood and he looked at him and the Bible says that he wept, he was disturbed in his spirit at the soul state of these people. And <clears throat> So what he did is he preached to them about the unknown God, and he got their attention because there they are. They know all the names of the God, but they didn't know the unknown God. And when he began to stand in their midst and tell them something that they didn't know, and then they all the anointing and the Holy Ghost works with the minister in terms of anointing and conviction power and they broke down and received the unknown God which he then showed them that it was Jesus Christ. Now that is true Christianity. It's taking the gospel out of the church walls out into the streets. And I love to do street ministry. I uh, I tell you, my most effective ministry of the years have, has been in the street. Have I got time to tell you a quick story? Oh, we got all the time in the world. Okay. Um, I went down to uh, uh, um, Trinidad many years ago. Oh, yeah, Trinidad-Tobago. Yeah, and uh, we were uh, I was ministering in a church of God, as a matter of fact. The, the mother church down there, they called it. It was a big church. It uh, had maybe about, looked to me, about 800 to 1,000 people in it. And um, the church was in revival when I came. I no longer remember the pastor's name because we're talking 30 years ago. But um, he had a zeal for God. And what they were doing is a group would meet at the church every Saturday, 
and they would uh, bring their little vans. This is a this is a a pattern for church revival, I think. And they would bring those old Volkswagen vans, and they would stuff thirty people in them. And each leader would take that little group of people to a certain part of the island, and then for one hour they would all go get out of the van and they would go and speak to the people in the neighborhood and lead them to the Lord. And then uh, they would come back to the van in exactly an hour. And uh, they would uh, uh, take the people's names down that got saved. And then during the week, the church would send people out to talk further to those people Establishing churches all over the island, and then they would put a pastor in those churches. It was the most phenomenal thing that I had ever seen. And so I got in the van with about 30 people, and they took us to this little place. And you get out of the van, and they put two people with each, you know, two people go together. And I had two natives with me. And the first place that faced us was a bar. And I said, come on, guys. They said, oh, no, we can't go in there. That's a bar. I said, I bet you Jesus would come in here. I said, I'm going in. So they reluctantly followed me into the bar. And it was a Saturday afternoon, and there were, you know, probably about a half a dozen men in there hoisting their beers. And I stood right in the middle of the floor, and I said, hello there. And uh, they turned and looked at me, and I said, I want to tell you something. I had their attention. I said, the Lord Jesus Christ has sent me 3,000 miles to tell you that he loves you, and he wants to heal your bodies today. Is there anyone in here that needs healing? And this little guy, he just took his arm and he could just move it just slightly. He he said, I'd like for my arm to be healed. And I said, come over here. So he came over and I just took his little hand and I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And his arm came unglued and he was just bouncing it all over the place. And um, we had a miracle service in that bar. So we told them all where I was ministering and invited them to the church. And so then we walked down the street, and the first place we came to was this little lady had one of these, it looked like like a hot dog stand. She was cooking something there, I don't know what. And I said, hi. And she said, would you like whatever it was? And I said, no, I just want to tell you something. She said, what? I said, do you know that the Lord sent me 3,000 miles just to tell you that he loves you? And he, she said, oh, I'm a Catholic. I said, well, you know that the Lord loves Catholics too? And I said, do you have pain in your body? And she said, yes, I do. I hurt all over. I said, can I pray for you? And she said, yes. So I just took her hand. I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And she was instantly healed. And she came running 
around the car, took me by the hand, and she says, come, come with me. And she ran across the street and took me to this house. We come in, and uh, she uh, says, uh, this is my husband. Pray for him. Wow. And she runs upstairs, and I'm praying for the husband. He gets healed. Two people come downstairs, and they were her daughters. She gets, uh, I pray, I pray for them. I look, and she's gone. And uh, I look, and she's coming across the street with two or three people. I pray for them. They get healed. And uh, when we walked out of that house, uh, we had a little revival. They were just she. That one woman was just running around, just nutty, uh, getting everybody because everybody's sick. And so, what happened is we started back down the street to uh, to to get to the van, and there was a woman following us on the other side of the road, watching us. And as I walked, I prayed for the people going back to the van. And God would heal them instantly. I'm talking about every one. Yes. And so then uh, this woman uh, across the street, she finally crossed the street and came up to me. And she said, are you the lady? Are you the lady that's healing the people in the neighborhood? I said, no, Jesus is healing the people in the neighborhood. Can I pray for you? Uh, I said, are you a Christian? She says, yes, I'm a Christian. And she told me the church she went to. And I said, do you want to be healed? She said, oh, yes. She said, I get prayed for every time I go to church, but I just can't get healed. I said, look, I said, sister, I have seen God heal probably about 35 people since I've been on this block. And I said, if he can heal unbelievers, he can sure heal one of his. And I took her by the hand, and he instantly healed her. Wow. And you see, it's taking the gospel literally and believing what it says. And when you go into the book of Acts, that's exactly what they did. They came walking down the street. They came to the synagogue or the temple. And there sitting was the little lame guy, and uh, he was begging. He wasn't there to receive anything from God. And uh, the apostle said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he rose up and went in the church and was leaping and praising the Lord. That's the Christian ministry, and that's the anointing Christian ministry with power. And I just happen to be foolish enough, I guess, to believe that that can happen to anybody that is a believer that will just believe the Word and that Jesus can still do it. Because if you look at it, it's not you doing the miracle. It's Jesus. And all you're doing is using his name like we're using on the radio. And as we use the name of Jesus, uh, what happens is he he wants to show people, hey, I'm alive. Yeah, I, I truly did resurrect on the third day. Yes, I, I ascended up on that mountain. 500 people saw me. Yes, I'm sitting at the right hand of God the Father. I've left the church on the earth 
to develop uh, uh, power and the anointing so that they can save uh, the uh, unbelievers through signs and wonders. And so uh, I believe in um, the name of Jesus. But you see, people don't get that the first sermon they hear. And they don't understand deliverance. Uh, some of your, uh, some of the people in our chat room are beginning to understand very well what's going on. And they're beginning more and more and more to participate with what's going on and take and, and are challenged with what's going on. And so it's uh, teaching the Word of God uh, to the person that's brand new. Now, the other aspect, uh, you asked me that question in the beginning. The other aspect of that is the person getting attacked again. Yes. When a person comes out of deep witchcraft, they're used to submitting to the spirits of the devil. And the spirits of the devil are very attentive to them. And as long as they are obedient to those devils, and those devils require strict obedience, then the devils will give them whatever they want. And then when they come into the body of Christ, they see so many Christians that are doubters and unbelievers that are calling themselves Christians. And they don't see hardly any power operating in the churches at all until they have to, it takes time to build them up in their holy faith. And the way you build them up in their holy faith, you tell them to stay with you. You come to this chat room. You come to this ministry. This is where you found help. You're not going to find it where you came from. You didn't find it there. It won't be there if you return. And you could return and get what you had when you came here. So you try to encourage them to stay. Uh, and then if they stay and if they get under the word, as they begin to see other people get healed and as God begins to fill them up with knowledge and power and the anointing, then their faith grows. So some of it is a matter of training, faith, and the minister being uh, compassionate enough to take time with the people. It's the people that we're here for. It's not ourselves. And if we ever get to the point that we think we're Mr. and Mrs. Rockstar uh, because all of a sudden a few people are paying attention to us, then God will relieve us of the anointing right away. Amen. So those are, I guess, some of the answers that I would have for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, People, you know, when you get into deliverance, uh, God will set you free. And then um, attacks are going to continue to come. But what you've got to do is you've got to get in the Word of God every day. You've got to um, understand that um, you're in a battle. You know, we don't deploy overseas to a war zone and go over there and think, oh, it's just an overnight stay and we're coming back the next day. No, you, you've, got to, uh, you've got to get there. You've got to set up a base camp on the ground. You've got to bring in provisions. You've got to inch forward and take territory. Uh, it's sort of like um, trench warfare. You, know, you, you you inch forward across the land and you take uh, territory until you you run the enemy out. And so you know he's heavily entrenched in many of us. And so God will uh, reveal 
uh, areas that you need to continue to uh, get under the blood of Jesus and repent of, and you get stronger and stronger. And then uh, you're able to actually then go out and uh, take the offensive against Satan. Well, let's look others. at it this. Let's look at it this way. Getting back to Mars uh, Hill, when uh, Paul, see, I believe that we can take territories for Christ. Yes. And what we're doing here is we're taking a territory for Christ. Every time we come on the air, we take a little bit more territory for Christ. Amen. And what Paul did is he went right into the center of the uh, pagan city. He went right into the hub of their religious uh, uh, worship center, stood up, as I did in the bar, and preached the gospel and took that territory uh, for uh, for the king. And uh, the uh, New Testament shows that as the disciples went around and preached the gospel to the unbelievers in the streets, that then the unbelievers would run to their homes and they would get all of their evil objects and their books, yes. their uh, arts, their evil arts, you know, their statues, and, and they would bring them back and burn them in the city streets. Well, that's what I call revival. Amen. And that that's what we saw um when when I went into uh Ghana. I went over to Ghana not to just minister in Bishop Kenko's church. I went to Ghana to uh take a city. And uh, so uh the first night that we were there, uh I had flown, you know, 21 hours and was just beat and uh so at five o'clock in the morning, here comes the man uh, praising Allah in at five o'clock oh in the goodness. morning, and here comes the serpentine spirit, the cobra spirit, appearing at our windows. And I said, I said, I'm very tired, Lord, but if that heathen can um, uh, pray to his God, I can sure pray to mine. And I did spiritual warfare. I started taking authority. And yes. uh, so uh, Pastor Dennis was in the room next door to mine at Bishop's house, and he heard me in there praying. So he he just started uh, in agreement with me praying in tongues. And so we shut that man down. We 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 commanded Bozy, which is the spirit that breaks machines. Uh, we commanded the, I commanded the Bozy to go over there and break that man's machine, and it did. Amen. We never heard it, but we started praying for souls, and what actually happened was uh, people started coming to the gate, knocking on the gate, looking for Jesus. People wow. started coming over to the church, uh, uh, Muslim people, looking for Jesus because we were working on those spirits and binding them. Six months later, um, one of Bishop's um, ministers is walking down the street, and he runs into the mullah, the Muslim uh, mullah, and he said, is that white lady still over there at Bishop's? And he said, no, how did you know a white lady was over there at Bishop's? He said, uh, demons came, told us, she binding our demons. Wow. And so... Uh, that was six months after I left, they knew. 
And so what I'm telling you is, see, they are tapped into their spiritual realms. It reminds me, we got to pick that part up. We're going to go to uh, a break. break. Before we do, Dr. Pat, give out your contact information. Uh, PatHolliday.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com, RemnantRadio.org, and OmegaManRadio.com. And you can find me and my stuff up on all of these websites. Amen. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. We're going to have uh, open lines tonight. If you need prayer, the number is 917-889-2745 or toll-free 877-806-2482. And uh, we'll be back after this uh, break. Be taking your calls and continuing to talk about uh, spiritual warfare tonight. We'll see you back in just a few moments. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. There's a sad scripture that says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. Tonight is a live program. We've got Dr. Pat Holliday on the line. Dr. Pat's uh, websites are MiracleInternetChurch.com. Also, PatHolliday.com. Of course, the official website of Omega Man Radio is simply OmegaManRadio.com, which I'm typing in right now. And if you go there, what it's going to do, it's going to show you links to the ministers that come on the program. Uh, You can go over there and find Dr. Pat. Click on that. It'll take you right to her site. I wanted to go there also to give out another website. Supports Dr. Pat and Omega Man. It's uh, remnantresources.org for the Paul Pilgrim. And uh, if you'd like to contact us by email, there's a link there 
for you to do so. You can also get a little mini player, click on the RSS button. It'll take you to a, a page that will show you all the programs that we have done. Now, I am getting some questions in the chat room. Who is that Desert Burn? <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a radio commercial that I had here in the, uh, the switchboard. And, uh, and then questions are coming in. Well, you have little advertise here boxes splattered around the page. Well, let me give you some, uh, some answers you're looking for. We're doing a uh, blog talk channel. We've got the premium account, which allows us to own the content. And what would happen if we did not have this uh, premium account, we would not have the rights to rebroadcast this program on other networks uh, that God is opening the door for. But um, along with this, it gives us the ability to control the advertising on the page. Now, many people in the past have said, hey, what's going on over there? I see a little banner that says, click here to play with the Ouija board. Well, if you don't control your page, the enemy moves in. And what happens is uh, there are different uh, witchcraft and occultic advertisers out there that are trying to promote the Ouija board. Of course, if you were to, to play with that, you're going to need to call in. You're going to need to be delivered of a demon. And also a third to three to four generational curse you just put on your family line. So we have all these uh, occultic banners that were popping up. Well, we don't have to worry about that as much now because uh, essentially I have now gotten control of all the advertising on the page. So whereas before there was at least three places that uh, banners from occultic advertisers could be running, now we've got it. Of course, people ask me, well, why do you ask for donations? Well, you know, folks, it costs eleven to $1,200 a month just to do these programs. Okay, we have the cost of the blog talk account. We have the cost of the shortwave. We have satellite. We're airing two hours a night. We started tonight. In fact, tonight was uh, our beginning show, plus we're on the weekend. And uh, that doesn't uh, count Internet, telephone bill. Just to have an Internet connection to support this connection right now costs $200 a month. And uh, what we'd like to do is just break even. Because if we don't break even, then I have to um, run advertisements. Hopefully a sponsor will come online that uh, will be in line with the kind of sponsors we'd like to have, you know, a Christian company. And um, if they will uh, allow us to promote them in one of these three banner spots, well, that could help underwrite some of the cost. There's a lot of you out there that have no jobs that are being ministered to, and we understand that. A lot of people living uh, out of their car practically. Well, we're going to pray that God opens the door for you. You know, if uh, if God is not telling you to support this program, then don't do it. But there are a lot of people that God has blessed, and, um, you know, money is going to be worthless pretty soon, my friends. You know, what we need to be doing is thinking about uh, investing in something that has eternal um, reward, and that is men's souls. You know, most of the people send money into the big uh, televangelist on TV that will pay as much as, Three thousand to fifteen thousand dollars for a thirty-minute show on TBN or Daystar, and then what do they do? Do they feed you? No, they they feed you that uh, there's something wrong with you because you're not wealthy like they they are. But you can be if you'll send in a seed to them because they must be doing it right. 
Because they have the home in Dana Point. You know, they have the three Learjets parked on the, the airport property. You know, they're able to go out and buy Rolexes, and they'll show them to you on the air. I mean, I've seen them. Then they'll crack a couple jokes. And, folks, it's just, it's just apostasy is what's happened. And um, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to do the full gospel message that has been abandoned, maybe for 2,000 years. I don't know. As I went to do some research and find out what is the earliest recorded uh, books and material on deliverance since Jesus and the disciples. There's a book called Blumhart's Battle, Blumhart's Battle from, I think, the 1700s. He was doing deliverance and didn't even know what he was doing. <laughs> and then, you know, you come into uh turn of the century, you had guys like H.A. Maxwell White that uh, did some of the first recorded exorcisms back in the 40s. In fact, he said he taught, he taught Derek Prince what he knew. I heard him say that the other day. Maybe he did. Um, they're both British. Okay, and then you've got uh, the last couple decades where men and women like Dr. Pat Holliday came on the scene, started moving in the authority of Jesus Christ, doing deliverance, and many people were ostracized and kicked out of their churches. It got so bad for Derek Prince that they threw him under the bus, and it was years before he would even do deliverance anymore. In fact, I remember hearing some tapes when Worley was calling people to pray for him because they thought he had went uh, and backslid on the deliverance message. Well, God got a hold of him. And he had to repent for a couple things, like starting the shepherd movement with uh, Don Basham. The four people that uh, originally started that, they repented. I think someone else has picked it up and is trying to restart that. But the point is, he wrote some of the greatest books uh, of his career in his 80s. And uh, I have a a friend named Jerry Golden who had the uh, special privilege of being a good friend with Derek. He lives in Israel. And that's where Derek died. He died over in the Jerusalem area. And he would spend um, nights with Derek Prince. When he would be in the hospital, well, I think well into his 90s. And, uh, you know, he would come under major attacks, not only by people, but demonic forces, as Dr. Pat Holliday has for the last three decades. It's not a popular ministry, folks. I've been to Dr. Pat's uh, church, and I've been to the handful of other deliverance ministries out there that have put everything that they have, their inheritances, okay, their children's college funds, uh, Everything to keep the, the deliverance message going, to keep this torch burning. I counseled with one brother. He was ready to throw in the towel. I said, someone's got to keep the torch going. He says, what torch are you talking about? It's a matchstick. And I sat there and thought about it. And it said, <laughs> but it's about a matchstick. And then people will uh, you know, attack us because you know, we're just trying to um, cover the expenditure so we can do these. Folks, we spend a lot of time. I don't know when Dr. Pat sleeps. She's she's doing these programs every uh, Saturday, Sunday night. She preaches two and three times a week. She's writing deliverance books. There will be a time probably when the Internet goes down, and then thank God that some of this was committed to uh, hard copy. And I would encourage everybody out there to get all the deliverance material that they can, books like The Witch Doctor and the Man, The City Under the Sea, books like The Walking Dead that Dr. Pat uh, has, has written and is bringing back. You know, she has 80 e-books up on the website. In fact, they've got a really special deal over there. I think you can get a bundle of them uh, for a really good discounted price. But the point is, this stuff is is powerful because it will give you the tools that you need to fight the enemy. And you don't have to start from ground zero. You can get up to speed very fast because the uh, knowledge and experience base that they've had for decades doing this, they've committed 
to writing, and you can read, and you can learn, and get up to speed very quickly, just like the Internet. People uh, are increasing and knowledging at an alarming rate because of the, the Internet and the fact you can share information now. Prior to that, you would have had to have um, went to the library, or maybe you're lucky enough to have a, um, a set of the Encyclopedia Britannica. And, of course, that stuff wasn't updated that often. But my point is, as everybody knows, uh, knowledge is power, and you get that by reading. Well, number one, the Word of God. But then there's the experiential knowledge that just comes from testing these things out. And what's beautiful about it is as you actually roll your sleeves up and you move from the, the point of being an armchair quarterback to actually getting into the deliverance ministry, you come back and read the Word of God, then it'll stand out to you, and you'll see new things that uh, you didn't understand before. But now you've got the, the understanding of how the application is. So, uh, yes, it does take finances uh, to do these programs. We would love to be up on Daystar Network right now or, or TBN. Not that they would probably let us get on there anyway. You know, uh, sin is being exposed. One of the uh, the network owners was just exposed that he's had an adulterous affair for seven years. You know, homosexuals are being exposed. And uh, I believe that that's doing part to the prayer that we're doing. We're asking God to uncover what is covered, to expose this sin once and for all, okay, and to, and to shake it up. Because for way too long, these men and women have been on the uh, television, they've been soaking up the widow's might and putting it in their retirement account. Believe me, when trouble hits, folks, they're going to be on the Learjet overseas unless they decide to get on the bandwagon with the FEMA, which is apparently co-opted, I heard, 25,000 churches, and told them they'll get special treatment when the clampdown comes if they will lead the uh, the masses in their church to, you know, bowing the knee before the new world order. That's another hmm. show. Uh, let me give yeah. it back to you, Dr. Pat, before I start preaching. Well, you know what you're saying is true, and uh, up on the Internet, uh, you're in a new field, and uh, there's a lot of uh, people that have been perverted, uh, Christian uh, perverted up there with doctrines that are not biblically based. And uh, so one of the doctrines that I found when that I was a little shocked of is about the tithing. And, uh, I mean, there's people that have written books that you're not supposed to tithe in the New Testament. That is just just crazy. I don't know how people think that ministers are supposed to survive. Uh, If they don't support the minister and the family, uh, how is the minister going to support his family and himself and, and be able to evangelize? One of the disasters of America is that the Christian church shut down against evangelism, and evangelists in America can hardly make a living. I would go out on the road many times and minister on my feet for days to have the pastor take up offerings and say things like this. Well, we're going to take an offering up and of course, we're going to give it to our evangelist. We love her, don't we? And then when I'd get ready to leave, I wouldn't get enough to even pay for my gas to go back home. I saw it over and over and over. And the event and the church 
would take an offering up to use the evangelist to pay his overdue electric bills, whatever was going on in his life. And so Christians have to understand that the word is true about finances. And God looks at finances very, very carefully. <clears throat> he looked at that little widow lady when she gave everything that she could have. And he commended her. And he looked at that rich man and uh, that uh, he told him to give give everything you have and then come and seek me. He looks at the way we uh, serve him financially because of the fact there's another God called Mammon. And if you're serving Mammon, you can't serve Jesus. And so Jesus uh, expects those people that are being blessed by ministry to support that minister. Because, the, uh, I mean, we're, I'm not a millionaire. I know Omega Man's not a millionaire. Uh, I know that the people that uh, are supporting him believe in him. Uh, but I'm telling you, he's barely making enough donations to even pay the radio bill at this time. And you know what they'll tell you is they'll say, well, you know, if you're called, God will take care of you. Well, God may have been telling you to give a donation, and you're saying, oh, God, you tell somebody else that because, you know, I've got my bills to pay, too. And it's it's whenever a person sees that God does not need your money, God can supernaturally bring money to the uh, to Omega Man and to me and to you. But money has a lot to do with our faith. And sometimes God wants you to trust him that he's going to furnish what you need. And it's like the little widow lady over in Kings. Uh, whenever uh, the man of God came uh, to the house and the... Um, and and she had cooked her last little cake and her last little bit of oil to feed her and her son. And the man of God came, and the Bible says that she gave the man of God her little cake, which was going to keep her and her son alive. Now, that's understanding a kingdom principle, that God would bless her and her son because she she gave all to his cause. And, of course, we know that the uh, prophet told her to go get the cruise and uh, fill it with the oil, and the woman's oil never uh, ran out. She became a very rich woman because she gave it all to God. This is probably the most extensive uh, time that we have discussed um, finances on this radio show that I've seen yet. But you see the uh, uh, the Hootia product that uh, the ad came up is owned by a Christian man. It's a product that isn't a drug. It's a product that's a filler that just uh, keeps people from from eating. Uh, you know, it's not a drug where it's going to take away your appetite. 
uh, in that way. And so uh, Omega Man, uh, we both discussed it, and we have a banner up on, on the Omega Man show for Steve Quayle to uh, to sell the gold and the silver. Uh, we don't get anything out of that. We just do that as a gift to Steve Well. I mean, Steve Quayle. Uh, as you give, God gives back to you. And we are going to make it, whether anybody gives us or not. But we don't feel that we need to be so harshly judged. You've got to understand that we're doing our part, and everybody else has to do their part, too. Amen? Amen to that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> it would be nice to have a million uh, listeners. Maybe we would have the uh, the Alex Jones money bomb raise uh, half a million dollars in 24-hour period. Um, we're just not at that well, level see, yet, you know. Uh, going out <laughs> on the, uh, on the uh, satellite, and that's a satellite that... America. It covers all America. And the shortwave radio covers America. Is this new one the one that you've been wanting to get up? Um, it's called uh, World oh. Harvest. Okay. Now, that's a big one. And what that is, is that goes worldwide, and it's well received into Christian quarters all over the world. And... Uh, uh, we are going on that radio station by faith, uh, just like uh, when we went up on the other two radio stations, we had one week's uh, uh, worth of radio, and we said, we're going to go, God, you, you back us up, and he, he's given us the month, and so at this point, we're going day by day, month by month on faith. Because we believe that God has his hand on you, and we believe that God has his hand on us. And God wants to call harvest in. And you see your prayers as prayer partners with us. And if you partner with us as a uh, financial partner to help us with the expenses, the harvest that comes in from this ministry is like you are going when you get your rewards in heaven, you'll be standing right side by side with us, and you will get the same harvest that we get because Amen. you stood for the cause of God. Uh, money, God, the Bible says that God owns the gold and the silver in the earth. It belongs to him. And I have a theory about that scripture, by the way. Bishop Kenko told told us, and other people that have been under the sea uh, say that when they stand before the throne of uh, Satan, that it's made of gold, but it's fake gold. Wow! Yes. You see, uh, and and that fake gold is, I don't believe that Satan's allowed to to have gold. I believe if God said all the gold and silver on the earth belongs to him, Satan has no right to touch that silver and gold. He can imitate it. He can ape it. And I mean, do you know that not long ago they took a bunch of uh, gold bars from America over to China, and all it was was a thin layer of gold over a brick? 
That's right. Uh, things like that Satan can do, but the gold and the silver belongs to the Lord. When I was in the Church of God, there was a, a woman, I, I bet you've heard this story, uh, Omega Man, but uh, she was a very poor lady. And every Sunday she would come to church and she would say, Lord, I wish I wished I had some finances to give to the church. And she had to uh, ride, uh, she had to walk by a mountain. And uh, so she said, Lord, if you would just give me that mountain, she said, I, I could give you some money for the pastor. And I can't remember the details of how, but God gave her the mountain. And when wow. God gave her the mountain, uh, the mountain had gold in it, and she became one of the biggest uh, contributors to the ch- uh, denomination called the Church of God. If you've never heard that story, I bet your granddad, your granddaddy has. I've got to ask him. Because, I know he would know. Yes. Yeah, because Danny Drake told me about it. Oh, okay. But uh, it's it's not the money. We don't. Uh, we don't want the goal to heap on ourselves. And yes, you're right, uh, Bridget. The Rothschilds own 50% of the world's gold. And I've got an article on that. And I believe personally that uh, it will be a Rothschild that will be the Antichrist. It will come directly from that particular blood bloodline. And uh, if you look in the book of uh, Daniel, it describes the Antichrist. And part of the description is he will not have a desire for women, which means he'll uh, be a homosexual. Uh, He will uh, will not serve the God of his forefathers. That means the God of, uh, of, uh, of Abraham. And the Jews. And the other thing uh, it describes is his, he shall, uh, his estate will be gold and silver. And so if you, uh, if you um, look in the Old Testament, there's a scripture, and it talks about the rich casting their gold and silver into the streets and that it'll be worthless one day. And then over in the book of James, it talks about uh, go and howl, you rich men, and cast your gold and your silver in the streets. It's worthless. And God's done it because you stole it from the poor. So when you look at these bankers, we just saw these scriptures getting ready to become fulfilled because that's exactly what they've done. They've stolen the money from the poor. They want to stop Social Security, uh, the the, uh, VA checks, health care for older people. Uh, They, in fact, even want to kill older people, they're saying. And so what are they doing? They're taking the money from the poorest of the poor, people that have paid into those systems all of their lives, given their blood for the military. And what they want to do is to 
take that money so that they can hire 10 more uh, teachers, while Obama spends $200 million a day to take 600 people on uh, private uh, uh, planes over to a meeting. And so their rationality is crooked, and God is watching money. I'm telling you, he watches what they do, and he's watching what we do. And as long as we can stand honestly before the throne of God financially and say, Lord, I don't care about the money. I know a mega man doesn't care about the money because he had it. He had $10 million at one time. I've had it. My husband was very wealthy at one time. I have nothing but a pension. And I don't think Omega Man has an income at this point, friends. I'll just tell you the truth about it. So we're just we're just sharing. We're not accusing anybody of anything here tonight. But what we're telling you is that time is very, very short. And we both feel like we're in a race for Jesus. And that's why every time something comes in, Omega Man says, let's go get another time slot. Oh, I just got another check. Let's go open up this week. And that's what he's been doing ever since I've known him. And he's made uh, this radio show the fastest growing radio show in the world. That's what's happened to us, Omega Man. Well, praise God. You know what? I've I've uh, I've been battered so much of my life. Just you know, my family. I've seen friends destroyed by Satan and his host of hell. That I'm angry, and I literally get angry every day thinking about people being tormented, people being um, pushed to the point where they commit suicide. Look at uh, Marie Osmond's son. Um. He didn't know anything about deliverance. He got depressed, suicidal, jumped off of a balcony to his death. Look at um, uh, DJAM. You remember the um, very famous uh, DJ mixer that was friends with um, Travis Barker? Folks, you know, the the uh, the drummer, and they were on that uh, airplane. It took off and didn't get off the runway, and it... It collapsed, and they two escaped um, with burns. Everybody else um, was killed in the fire, and he was so depressed, you know, using drugs and battling with the pain that he uh, he OD'd. He's dead. Mm. Um, suicidal spirits, you know, over and over. Heath Ledger. I mean, on and on it goes. You see these stories in in the mainstream when they're a uh, Hollywood celebrity, but what about the thousands that die every day? Maybe some of you have lost people in your family. They've been yeah. tormented. I know uh, my family is like a, a war zone right now. Where we're just we're begging them to tune into these programs, take their turn, go through, get some deliverance, because, um, you know, Satan is beating at their door, like he is in all of our families. So I think that the greatest thing that could do in this hour is to preach the truth that Jesus Christ sets men and women free and uh, go back and take this territory. Again, when I use the example of I was looking for some deliverance books, I couldn't find many. You know, uh, for the last 30, 40 years, 
I mean, I, there, I know there wasn't any in the 60s. In the 70s, mm-hmm. they just started to come out, and uh, then Dr. Pat started to write, and a few others, and that's about it. And now, you know, there's a lot of material circulating. Uh, you can't trust it all because Satan knows that as um, men and women pick up the deliverance torch and get out there and start preaching this, um, and it's going to have effect, he's also tried to infiltrate it. Mm-hmm. You know, as God has a pure gold, Satan has this fool's gold. He has the uh, the third wave uh, Kundalini deliverance ministry. And uh, I even got an ad for it myself, Dr. Pat. I think I've shared this before. My mom sent it to me. She says, hey, check this out. And uh, first impression was, oh, this looks like a neat deliverance conference. They had two men, and uh, they said, we're going to have a six-day deliverance conference. And then as I looked at it further, I, I recognized one of them for who he was, a, a counterfeit deliverance minister. And mm-hmm. um, no doubt people went to this uh, seminar, and they had hands laid on them, and they walked out of with a demonic spirit through transference uh, because they, they just didn't know. People were perishing for a lack of knowledge. People are looking for the true manifestations of God. Unfortunately, they're getting the counterfeit. You know, I had uh, words with a, a very well-known uh, minister the other day. I won't mention his name, but it was on Facebook, and uh, <laughs> I kind of pounced on him. Uh, I, he, op- he made the mistake of uh, of opening the email. It was too late. His demons were caged at that point in time. But he wasn't happy. <laughs> And uh, But you know what? I, I said, I can't sit there and watch the parish, the innocent parish. And that's why yeah. God does, you know, brings judgment on nations, which are guilty of you know killing millions of children. If he didn't bring his judgment at some point in time, the innocent would perish. And so that's why we're so passionate about doing these programs. And um, you know, it doesn't go without its sacrifice, friends. The attacks come. I talked to a person today that uh, he's just experience some deliverance on his life, and then the attacks are coming because Satan's trying to get yeah. him back. And I told him, you've got to weather the storm and push through. And That's you'll get right. stronger and stronger, and you learn how to do more deliverance. And then when the attacks come again, hopefully you've tuned in and learned how to do spiritual self-defense. And stay and, close to the ministry. Amen. And um, uh, You know, Omega Man, uh, you've heard about the Gold Dust Revival. Oh, yeah. Um, I was uh, the one that... Uh, first uncovered that is fraud. Yes, you did. Uh, it, it it was before Todd Bentley. And what had happened is that thing had come up into Brunswick, Georgia. And I took a young man that's in our ministry, and we decided to go up there to check it out. And there was absolutely uh, something that looked like gold dust falling, falling on your Bible, falling on your floor. And... Um, so afterwards, uh, on the way home, uh, my my body started swelling up, and so I thought I was just ate something. You know, we went to the restaurant afterwards. I thought, well, must eat something. So during the night, my body continued to swell up, and I called Todd and I said, Todd, you need to pray. We need to get together in agreement. I said, there's some witchcraft working against me, and it's going to kill me if I don't get in charge of it. And so we took authority, and instantly the swelling went away. And I said, uh, Todd, we're going to go back up there tomorrow night because uh, I know this is witchcraft. I- I've experienced 
how witchcraft works on a person's body. And I said, we're going to go up and see what's going on there. And this time, we're going to do the spiritual warfare. So all the way up there, we bound the demons up, did the spiritual warfare, went into the meeting, sat on the front row, and honey, there was no gold dust flowing that (laughs) night. It just didn't work. And so uh, what happened is uh, the Lord told me, he said, there's cancer in that pot. It's the way he put it to me. Oh, my goodness. Some of the people were coming back from that place sick. And, um, but what happened? We have a local TBN uh, television station here. And the, the man that was running that uh, Gold Dust Revival in Brunswick and uh, Ruth Heflin, who died of cancer. Yes. Uh, she, they came on that television and they had that Gold Dust all over them. And they were saying it was gold dust, this and that. And the Christian television just took it as a fact. Well, Channel 4, the secular television station here in Jacksonville, they went out there and collected some of it and had it tested. And all it was was cellophane. It was the stuff that you throw out, like, uh, at parties. That's what it was. And uh, so then... Charisma Magazine, uh, I've got an article uh, uh, up on my newsletters where I exposed the gold dust. I exposed it first. uh, It was uh, Stan Madrak and myself up on Demon Busters. We we were really the first ones. And so uh, Charisma took some and tested it, and it was fraud. So it goes to show you that uh, perhaps the idea that I had earlier that the devil cannot own gold, that he can only produce uh, fake gold, is true. Now, uh, as we talked earlier, Rockefeller, uh, Rothschild, they've just totally stolen the gold through the banking system and through usury, which the Bible forbids, by the way. But the point that I'm getting at is God is very interested in uh, finances because the universe is made up really of two gods. One is our God, who is the the God, the creator of the universe, and that other God is called Mammon. And Jesus referred to him as Mammon. And Jesus said, you cannot serve Mammon and God at the same time. He says, you cannot sit at the table with Biel and with Jesus at the same time. And so there's a clear uh, line drawn between the two gods. And so that's why it watches your finances, because it's so easy for us humans to get attracted to these things, these jewels and all of this stuff. But I always said, if that gold was real, and if the gems are real and the diamonds are real, how come these people are still up there begging the body of Christ to for all the money that they need? Why don't they just take and say, okay, angel, I'm going to minister tonight. How about pouring me out enough money to pay for the meeting and to pay for my big jet plane? 
No, they're still begging money from the people, aren't they? So we don't do any of that thing. What we do is we just spread the word of God. That's what we are. And God is in this thing for souls. He just, just, I was talking to a friend of mine named Marshall today. And Marshall, he said, just think about it, Pat. I mean, he was like he was in wonder when he was telling me. He said, just think about it, Pat. He said, the God of the universe came to the earth and died and shed his blood for me. It was like he was in awe that God did that. And you know... Pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it is awesome. And you just think about it, and we thought about it for years, and we all put our little gold crosses on, and mine's a pretty one. It's a Russian one that my husband got when he was baptized over in Constantinople. Wow. And... It's, he put some little diamonds on it and everything for me. Now, where the cross, it becomes a thing. But the cross, the cross is what breaks all the curses, the cross yeah. of Jesus off of us. Right. And he took the, cro- of the curses on the cross so that we don't have to bear the curses of the sin of Adam and Eve. He fulfilled the Old Testament. And then he died on the tree to take our sins so that we don't have to go to hell. When we die, we just step from this world into the next world. Amen. And you know, I know that's true. I know it happens because it happened to me one time. Uh, many years ago, before I got saved, uh, I, I was internally bleeding to death. And uh, the doctors let me just lay in the hospital all day long and bleed. And my doctor came, took one look at me, and and called for the blood. I had blood going in both arms, and they had the uh, the bed running down the hallway that I was in. And I felt him cut into my stomach before any anesthesia ever took effect. Oh, my goodness. And I... I went to a place called the Outer Darkness, and I wasn't saved at the time. I didn't, I didn't know the Bible even talked about a place called the Outer Darkness. And I remember, you, it takes one second in hell, or one second there, and you know that you've you've really messed up bad. And I just cried out and screamed, and I said, God. God, I don't know you, but forgive me. Give me another chance. And fortunately, he did. Wow. And uh, I came back into the uh, into my body. And I'm going to tell you, I know that the hereafter is true. And I know that whenever we die, we are going to step from this place right over into that eternal place. And that's why it's so important for us to get it right. It's important for us to understand that we are dealing with people's eternal souls and that they're very, very, very important to uh, to me and Jesus because 
He died. He shed his blood for everyone. Amen. We can't afford to to pick and choose. You know, oh, I like this woman. Look at that nice dress. She's, oh, she's got those nice diamonds. She's clean. I just smell, oh, she just smells so wonderful. Omega Man, let me tell you a funny story. My husband, my husband, uh, Vad, he was was a snob. (laughs) He went to Columbia University and uh, uh, college or whatever it is, and Yale, not Yale, Harvard. And he was an Ivy Leaguer, and, you know, he was just a snob, and nobody was ever good enough for him. And um, so I started taking him down to St. Augustine to this little Pentecostal holiness church. And the pastor was a wonderful preacher, and he liked him. So uh, he would drive all the way down there with me and the kids every Sunday. And his best friend was a man that lived over in Richtown, Otega, in Jacksonville. And so uh, he goes to him, he says, uh, oh, BJ, BJ, I have found this church and this preacher. He's the best preacher in the world. You have to go. And BJ says, oh, that. He said, what kind of church is that? He said, well, it's a little church down in St. Augustine. He says, is it one of those Pentecostal churches? And that said, yeah. He said, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead in one of those places. He said, you know, I went one time. He said, and the music cranks up. And as they begin to jump around and move around, he said, some of those women, they don't bathe. They don't believe in the perfume. And they then they get their hands flying up in the air worshiping God. And he said, well, man, they just stink. And he said, now, if you come to my church, I go to the number one Presbyterian church in Jacksonville. And he said, uh, the women wear the finest perfumes. And then I just love to go to church and sit by any one of them. It's just like being in heaven. So the next Sunday, we go down to the church and that is looking real strange to the left and to the right. And so he comes home. He didn't say anything. Next week, we go back, and he's doing it again. He comes home, and he's really upset and angry. He said, that's it. I'm never going back to that church path. I said, why? He said, well, BJ was right. I said, well, what are you talking about? And he told me what BJ said. And he said, B.J. is right. He said, those women, when they got to moving around and they put their hands up in the air, he said, I almost fainted. They really do stink. So a little bit later on, he's in the bathroom and he hollers, Pat, Pat, come in here. Come in here right now. And I go running in there. He says, it's me. It's me. It was his upper lip. It was his own underarms. <laughs> and I thought, you know, God, you really do. You really do have a humor, you know. 
And so that was just a little cute little thing that God pulled on my husband, I believe. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, God is real good, and he's he's got a sense of humor. He really and truthfully... He really and truthfully does. I remember one time when I was in my perfect mode, you know, when you first get saved, you want to be perfect. And and uh, so I, I did. I, I was submitting to my husband. I was doing everything that they were telling me to, you know. But, see, I don't know how to clean houses because I, they've always had it made for me. And I still really don't. And uh, so I get cluttered up at times. I get busy and stuff. And so I uh, give a testimony at the church, and I'm, I'm saying, oh, I'm so much better than I used to be. Jesus is helping me do this and that. And uh, he's helping me to be a better housewife. And the Lord started chuckling, and I could hear him chuckle. And he said, you better go back and tell him the truth. He said the last part of that testimony is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so God does have a wonderful, wonderful sense of humor. And, you know, I just love to serve Jesus. He has, He. I wouldn't probably be alive if I didn't know Jesus. And I know that some of you are out there in the same boat. But I tell you one thing, I believe in the absolute power of God. And I believe that when you know Jesus from the point of uh, the Word of God, as uh, Brother Moxley was talking uh, about James earlier, Mobley, yes, right. Mobley. Yes, I mean, ma'am. he knows God simply, and he knows God through the Word of God. And that's where God wants to get you, so... Every day, every single person should get into the Word a little bit, every day, and let God minister to you. You know, He takes you on these little tracks and teaches you all kinds of things. Living for Jesus is exciting to me. It is exciting, and there's many people out there who have uh, had their life spared by God. I I know people that um, have walked out of car accidents when others... Uh, died in the car. Uh, it happened to my Listen, own wife, in I... fact. Uh, she told me a story. You know, she uh, two people were killed in the front seat, and her and another passenger in the back um, hmm? got out, and you know, it, it took out her teeth and dislocated her arm. Uh, I uh, I was saved uh, numerous times growing up, Doctor Pat. I was hit on a. Uh, we used to do something crazy when I was growing up. We would get a a bicycle. And we would go across the street um, to the neighbor's house, and they lived on a uh, really tall hill. And we would get up on top of this um, driveway and ride all the way down, ride right across the subdivision street into our yard. It was fun a couple times until I rode down, and then it was too late. I had no brakes. (laughs) And the last thing I saw was a car. It T-boned me. Threw me about uh, 20 foot in the air. Uh, I, I didn't feel any pain. It was so instant. Maybe that'll be like what it is in the uh, the tribulation, you know. My grandmother said, well, if you lose your head, uh, the Lord will take the pain away. It'll, it'll just ha- happen so fast you'll be out That's of your body. Right. I literally felt you no know, pain. You know, Sunday, I, I went to a restaurant, 
and they had these little garden rocks strewn out in the street on the side of the street. Yep. And I stepped on one and I fell on my butt. Oh no! And uh, I, you know, I went flying actually, and wow. uh, I I couldn't get up, and so I had to just sit there until somebody came along. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Sitting it in the middle of the street, God, and so this uh, guy comes and I said, "Would you help me up?" And he said, "Are you hurt?" And I said, "No." And so he got me up and he said, "Can I walk you to your car?" And I said, "No, I'm fine. I didn't have a bruise. I didn't have a feeling of it ever, but I fell pretty hard, and I think an angel caught me. But God can help us all, and um, I know one time." Two times now, he has literally picked my car up off of the street and put it on the other side of the car, yeah. or I would have smashed him head on. And um, Amen to I that. Took, yeah, I took Julie and showed her the tire marks, yeah. and you can see the rubber going right up to the middle of the street, stopping and then starting again on the other side. And so uh, God can, I mean, we serve a great, mighty God, and I think that we put our God in such a box, you know. We we just got our ideas about what he can do and what he can't do. And, oh, I don't think he can heal AIDS because that kills people. And, oh, he can heal this little cold, though. And we just have our ideas about him. But if you know him from the Word of God, you'll see that your God can do above all the Bible says that you can even think of. Amen. And I, I mention that, folks, because there's those of you out there that are writing in the chat room right now, God has spared your life miraculously. Don't think it was an accident that God uh, spared your life. He has a purpose for you and for I. Um, I can remember one time, Dr. Pat, um, I used to work uh, three jobs to make ends meet. I worked for the government, then I would do security uh, in the evenings or weekends, and I also was a janitor at my granddad's church. And um, I had this particular route. I had to drive every night, and it was the most monotonous, you know, uh, 30 minutes you could ever imagine. You know, same old scenery. Mm-hmm. You know, There's not anything like to keep me awake. And so I was, you know, pulling these, uh, you know, five hours a night every night. I like to have more than five hours sleep if I can but I don't do too well in five hours. Seven is good for me. Eight is great. But, you know, I'll, I'll get by with seven. That's great. <laughs> At any rate, mm-hmm. uh, I was mm-hmm. coming home one night, and uh, I just, my head started to bob, and I, I, I fought all I could. I literally uh, passed out. I was that tired. I think I had done one of those, I worked like 12 or 13 days straight doing this part-time job, along with a full-time job, and uh, I don't know how I got home. I literally just remember being in my driveway uh, in park, and mind you, I'm driving a stick shift, so you know. I guess I mean I was in park, and I woke up and uh, I'm at home. It mm-hmm. had to have been an angel of God that drove and took my steering wheel, and got me home. Uh, when I was eight years old, my father uh, worked for Lester Summerall up in uh, Lassie Broadcasting in uh, South Bend, Indiana. He was a general manager of uh, I believe it was Channel 46 back then, and um, we used to go out to eat with Lester Summerall. Uh, I enjoyed some of that. I was about eight at the time, and I, re- I remember those times very fondly. But we would go out to eat with him and uh, Sister Summerall and their grand- grandson, Little Lester, as we call him. He's a, he's an evangelist now. And uh, one year, my dad um, 
was asked to do a telethon. And so what they would do with these TV stations is they had a, uh, a TV station in South Bend. They had one in Indianapolis. <laughs> and, you know, Brother Summerall had several uh, stations and, you know, satellite networks. They still have them today. Well, they would have a telethon. And uh, so I went with my dad one year. We went up to Indianapolis and um, never forget it. They're having the telethon there. Uh, Brother Summerall and my father, and they'd have other speakers, you know, like TBN and Daystar do. They'll bring different uh, guests on to talk about the ministry. They had the Salvation Army come on that night. And um, they were going to be flying back to uh, to South South Bend. It's a couple-hour road trip. Well, they had, a, uh, they had a private plane back then with the ministry. And um, I'd gotten to be friends with one of the kids there. And we were talking on the set, and uh, I was invited to get on that plane that night. And I went and asked my dad. I said, hey, Dad, can I fly back with them? And he said, no, son, you got to go with me. Well, God intervened, saved my life that night. Had I gotten on that plane, I would have been dead. Three of Lester yeah. Summerall's um, executives over there, uh, they died that night. The plane hit inclement wow. weather. It was a little Cessna. It wasn't a Learjet like you'd have today. Mm-hmm. And it went right into the ground, and uh, they couldn't even hardly even identify the bodies. Mm-hmm. And I look back, and I say, well, you know, I didn't have to be spared. God must have had a bigger plan, as he's had in many of your lives out there. People are writing here in the in the chat line where they've been saved miraculously. Mm-hmm. And um, what are we going to do with the time that we've got remaining? You know, God doesn't give us a second I think, chance. I think our time's about up on this hour, though. And we are. Um, yes. My time was almost up that night, and God intervened, and he can intervene for you, too. And you need to be covering Amen. yourself with the blood of Jesus every day. Because Satan's out there trying to take our lives. Amen. He wants to nip it in the bud. And um, we've got about 30 minutes remaining. We're going to take a call. Do you have time still, Dr. Pat? Oh, sure, yes. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we're going to be back, and we'll take your calls. If you need prayer tonight, 917-889-2745, and we'll be right back after this message. All right, we're back. This is a live program tonight. We're going to uh, be taking your calls, 917-889-2745. Or you can call toll-free if you don't have long distance, 877-806-2482. And uh, we have a request to uh, pray for a sister. She gave me a number to uh, dial her at, so let me see if I can get her on the line. Stand by. As we dial, there we go. Your call has been forwarded to Telus Message Service, 780. Okay. Well, let's see. I could not get through. But uh, if you're out there listening and um, you want us to try again, we'll be glad to. Let me get uh, Dr. Pat on the line. Dr. Pat, you back with me? I'm right back with you. Okay, awesome. Praise God. Yeah. God is great all the time. Yes, he is. And for those uh, just tuning in, give out your contact information. Tell people about Miracle Internet Church. Uh, Miracle Internet Church is a uh, web church, and uh, we put it together to help those people that <clears throat> excuse me that don't have a church. Uh, many of the little towns where people used to fellowship have gone into the third wave and into some of these false churches, and they get out because they're not getting fed there, and there's no place for them to go. So we put it up 
so that they could uh, have sermons uh, from the Bible, and uh, we have television programs and uh, deliverance sermons and uh, oracles, all kinds of uh, fellowship prayer line where you can write your prayers up there. Which, by the way, don't we have a prayer uh, line where they can write prayers on your on your site? You know what? We've got an email address, and so if you email me, uh, as I read some today, I was checking the email, uh, I will get that. What I've been doing is um, I'm going to try to print them out and bring them on our next uh, program that we do with Dr. Pat. Um, that's one way to do it. You can certainly email us, shannonomegamanradio.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I was thinking maybe there's a um, some software we could get also to like maybe do a 24-hour uh, prayer room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know who may be tuning in out there, and uh, if someone needs immediate prayer, then you can also uh, contact the the uh, prayer intercessors out there. Just as happens every night in these chat rooms, uh, I see people coming in; they need prayer, and uh, they put their comment up there, and immediately people are going to going to bed <laughs> spiritual warfare for one another. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it's neat. Uh, but that uh, it's called MiracleInternetChurch dot com. Yes. And if you want to join the intercessors of uh, this radio talk show, you go to omegamanradio.org, and there's a button. Oh, dot com, excuse yes, me. And, and there's a button there for you to um, join our intercessors uh, because, like, if a dire emergency were to happen. A mega man's up a lot of times in the middle of the night too, and uh, he could just shoot shoot email out uh, at times. And so, you know, we have you in our hearts, and we know that you're in our we're in your hearts. So, God is doing something very very interesting. I, I've never seen anything quite like this program. And it's not something that we did, as we said earlier. God put it together. Amen. And I don't think it's something that somebody can technically do. Because what we're doing is, we are just, uh, we have an onslaught against the kingdom of darkness. Which means that you become a target. And so you have to know how to defend yourself if you do this. Because uh, elsewise, you know, people can get killed trying to do the right thing of trying to serve the Lord. Uh, that's why we have to study, and that's why we have to know the Word, so that we can defend ourselves. So God is very powerful. Anything that you can think of, He can do that and more. Amen, but the man. problem is, is His people are dying for a lack of knowledge. Yes. And... It's because that they wanted this kind of play, playful God, some kind of a a God flying up in the sky uh, like a sugar daddy. You know what I'm saying, Omega Man? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a sad situation. But uh, I'm thanking God for the people that are, are waking up out there. And uh, if you're tuning in this program, God has knocked on your door. You know, I've tried to walk away from this program, Dr. Pat, many times. Uh, I've been discouraged. I had every possible attack um, that I thought could be waged uh, hit against me, and 
I've only scratched the surface of the attacks. I know you've been battling. You're you're a, a battle-hardened veteran of the Deliverance Ministry for over 30 years. And uh, I don't know. I just can't do it. Um, I've, I'm being compelled. It's like God is pulling me with a magnet. And um, yeah. I uh, I can't walk away. I had fear for my life to um, to go back and um, go back to into the world, you know? And that's true for anybody out there. Uh, if you put your shoulder to the plow and you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. It says, remember a Lot's wife. You know, Jesus said that. Um, I don't know. It could have been Lot. Uh, it just so hadn't been Lot's wife. But the point I'm making here is she looked back and uh, yeah. didn't want to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, there's a, um, a temptation for us to say, oh, the battle's too hard. You know, I didn't sign up for this. Um, you know, this isn't what I, I thought it was going to be. Well, look, folks, if we are weary now, you know, if the footmen worry you, what happens when the horsemen come? We're getting ready to go into a time, I believe we're in that time now, where things are going to be um, coming against us as believers who call the name of Jesus Christ, and many are going to be offended by the persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, what if they were to say, you can't get on a plane if uh, you're a Christian because we have determined that uh, Christian are on the ban list. Uh, we consider them domestic terrorists. Uh, would you deny Christ just to get on the airplane? I mean, <laughs> uh, some yeah. people would. It would be an inconvenience to them. Uh, what happens when you can't go buy food without the mark of the beast? And you've got to, you know, you're, you're denying Christ if you take that mark. You know, it's a one-way ticket to hell. Um, hey, how about going to be this offended. one? How about this one? What if you can't get to the football games because they got the scanner machine there, too? <laughs> Folks, it's going to be bad. Oh, many, goodness, don't do that. Many are going to be offended and fall away from Christ, and Jesus warned of that. You know, he said, um, watch and pray. He may be a kind of worthy to escape all these things. And, you know, the the, um, the word I had in my own personal life spoken to me was, God's preparing you so that you would not faint. And that's a haunting thought. I'm thinking, what is coming that would cause me to faint? And I realized, you know, there's a coming persecution. I'm going to live to mm-hmm. see it. I believe... Um, as my grandmother says, Dr. Pettle, well, I think the Lord's going to take me home. I said, Grandmother, it's too late for that. Uh, you're already in it. And I believe you're going to, God called you for a time such as this to strengthen people. And, you know, she's uh, pretty much uh, confined to a uh, a chair um, mm-hmm. because of um, uh, some problems with her legs. But I said, you know mm-hmm. what? You can still get on that telephone. And I'll talk to her, and, you know, she'll pray with me into the wee hours of the night, just like you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I praise God for the uh, the pioneers that are out here um, that know about deliverance, because I wouldn't have heard about it anywhere else. You know, they don't preach it in most of these churches. Well, so praise God. But we are going into terrible times, but uh, greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. And we can be overcomers. we just got to stay focused on Jesus and weather the storm. Keep pushing forward. Um, let's take a call. Let's see. I'm going to try uh, okay. Sister again. See if we can get through to her this time. And if you need prayer, we've got the lines open. Hello. Well, they, hello there. How are you tonight, sister? Oh, not too, too bad. How you been doing this week? Now, we, um, we've uh, had an opportunity to minister with you a, a few days ago, and uh, the Lord's given you some deliverance. Um, yeah. How are you doing since then? You still being attacked at night? A little bit, not too much. Had a, 
couple episodes where you just feel like your whole skin's crawling and who yeah. are we talking to? Pardon? Who are we speaking to? Roberta. Oh hi Roberta. Hello. Praise God. You'll yes. overcome. Um the problem that you have is that you see, you've been used all of your life to those devils coming and harassing you, and so they just think they can get away with it. Mm. But we say that they can't. Right. And so we're going to come into accord with you, one accord, and we're going to we're going to bind those things up, and we're going to ask our Lord to come and make Himself real big to those devils. Bring all of the mighty angels from heaven with him and tie them up for touching a child of the king. Now, Roberta, you see, when you ask Jesus to be your personal savior, Mm -hmm. everything that you have ever done, everything that your family has ever done to you or with you, it's just like it's erased. It's like... In the eyes of God, it's like that never happened. The Bible says that God will take your sins when you repent from them, and he'll take them and cast them to the east, and he said they'll go down into the depths of the sea, and he says, I will not remember them anymore. And that means that if he's not remembering them, we don't need to remember them. And if a demon comes and tries to tell you that it has a right to be there because of something in the past, you just laugh at it and say, you lying devil, I'm calling Jesus and he's going to come and he's going to cast you down into the pit for tormenting me. And you call out to Jesus and Jesus will show up and he will he will take care of those devils because you're uh, you're not like you used to be, right. and you don't serve them, and they have no right to even talk to you. They don't have a right to even speak to you, mm-hmm. and they're called trespassers. And so I want you to see yourself as a little cop, little Jesus cop. He's given you his authority. He's given you his gun, his weapons, to stand up and just tell those devils to shut up and just say, and I cage you, and you go to the feet of Jesus, just like we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have to obey. And uh, one of the problems is is you you have to get to know Jesus and who he is and how powerful he is because he will he will do uh he will answer a prayer of a little simple saint that yes. doesn't even know as much as you know mm-hmm. so you have authority and power so now um i believe that uh you have that chip in your head i'm not sure if it's still there or not All right, because what I want you to know is that uh, uh, if it is there or if it's not there, 
God is more powerful than a thing. And right. it's he's he's more powerful than modern science and the things that they're building. And uh, chips, in if if he keeps us here, the further we go into this technological uh, uh, world that we're walking in, people have chips in them. They don't even know they're there. I believe if you go to the hospital, they're putting them in there, and you don't even know they're there. But at the same time, Jesus knows how to turn them off. And he also knows how to take them out. He right. can operate on you. He can do all kinds of things. Yes. And so we're just going to have to trust him. It doesn't give the devil one bit of right to you in any way because that happened in the past and you're on the other side of the cross and the blood of Jesus keeps you clean. Anything that happened, anything anybody ever did to you, it it's not valid anymore. The devils cannot press you. They have no rights. They've lost. You belong to Jesus. So what I wanted to do is tonight is I wanted to uh, pray about that chip. Did you hear uh, the testimony that I gave earlier tonight when I told about uh, breaking the machine over in Africa that the man was praying to Allah on? No, I made him miss that one. Okay. Well, we just... Uh, he would wake up every morning and pray uh, over a loudspeaker. <coughs> and so what happened is we... Um, uh, I just uh, sent a spirit uh, over there called Bosey, uh, and that's a spirit that they used to break down Christian... Uh, communications, and so I just sent their own spirit back to him and told him to break the machine, and not only to break it, but any machines, new machines he buys, he has to break those until Jesus comes. So that man hasn't been able to pray over the city since I was over there, and that's been several years ago. So our God can do anything. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Amen. And the devils are liars. So I want you to pray with me and I want you and a mega man and I want you to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. I belong to you one hundred percent. I belong to you one hundred percent. And your blood is powerful. And your blood is powerful. It's more powerful than all the blood uh, sacrifices of the devil in the world. Say that again. So your blood is more powerful. Your blood is more powerful. Than all the blood sacrifices in the world. Than all the blood sacrifices in the world. And so tonight. And so tonight, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I cut every cord. I cut every cord. Every binding, bands, yokes, 
everything that the devil has over my neck, over my head, I break in the name of Jesus. And now I want you to take a deep breath and just cough them out. We command them to come out. You cannot press her anymore. Mind you strong, man. Gatekeeper. Uh, we cut the cords from your mind and the spirit that talks into your mind. We gag his mouth and fill it with the blood of Jesus forever. <coughs> In break Jesus any witchcraft time. that came down the family line and blood sacrifice going back to Adam and Eve on both sides of the family. Break any curses that came down your family line. Any foul spirits that were inserted with that implant, we bind you and we command you to loose from her and get into the cage in Jesus' name. Father God, let the angels be released in Jesus' name to come down there and find that implant to dig it out. We apply the blood of Jesus to it. Loose her and let her go in Jesus' name. We break we his power break over it. you in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Dissolved right now in Jesus' name. Well, Barrett, we're not talking to you. I'm talking to the foul spirit inside. What's your name? I want to talk to the ruler. Command you to speak in Jesus' name. You want to know your name or your legal right to be there? Are you coming out? The Lord rebuke you. Be weakened in Jesus' name, you foul spirits. We bind you right now. All foul spirits inside. We bind you. We're talking to you, not her. Be weakened in Jesus' name. Come out. Come on, get in the cage. Or you tell us your legal right to be there. Lord, rebuke you. Be weakened in Jesus' name, you foul spirits. The name of Jesus. Do you have a legal right to be there? The name of Jesus, the blood. The blood. Or the blood the of blood. Jesus down your throat, you foul spirit. The blood. The blood of Jesus. You don't have a legal right to be here. Come out right now. Come out of her. All spirits of suicide, we bind you. And you Loose will and not torment her. Loose no, her you'll come out peacefully. What'd you say? What's your legal right? Command you to loose her tongue right now. What's your legal right, spirit? We bind you. Sevenfold recompense back on your head what you meant to do to her. Father God, loose Do you have angels. a cat? Do you have a cat? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, What color is that cat? Black with white face. Okay. This is what the Lord just showed me. He showed me a black cat, and he showed me uh, a, a wizard, and he's putting the spirits into the cat. And that those spirits into the cat is what's tormenting you, and so uh, they they don't have a right to touch your property, 
And so as we're calling those spirits out of you, we bind those spirits in that cat. We bind them in We Jesus. bind all ley lines going to that cat. We cut any And all astral projections. That's right. And we cut them. And we okay. command those spirits to <laughs> leave the right cat now. right now. Loose that cat. And all connections have to go also. Come out of it. Go to the foot of Jesus. Be judged for your time. Amen. Got any connections between her and that cat? Fear. Fear and torment. You come out. Loose her right now. You have no authority. Mind control. Loose. Come out. Come out. We're talking to you, you spirit. Loose her and let her go. In Jesus Christ. Come out. Get in the cage. Now, Father, I'm going to minister to her on mind control. And uh, we take authority over mind control slaves in the name of Jesus. Personality slaves. Amnesia uh, amnesia walls. We break them down. Come out. Bind up. Protective shields of secrecy, disassociation, front personalities. Turn my control right now. Leviathan, come out. Come out. We bind up self-perpetuals, multiple personalities. We bind you, come out. Intrusive flashbacks, self-punishment, mind retreat. Let her go right now. Ordered sex. We break that yoke off of her neck. Synchronizing self behind locked doors. Angry at God. Loose and let her go right now. Now, honey, I want you to say, God, I forgive you. God, I forgive you. I have said, why did God let me go through this? I said, why have you let me go through this? I blamed you. I blamed you. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Take away the anger. Take away the anger. And the rejection. And the rejection. Of God. Of God. Because you love me. Because you love me. Now that voice that talks to me like that, you go into the cage. Come and on, around. Anger and rejection. in also. Be weakened in Jesus' name. Come out of her right I backed up mind-altering drugs and sensory spirits. Come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we out bind right the hypnosis. Come out. Come out. Come out. Oh. Here it comes. Come out. Come out. Hypnosis, disassociation spirits. Angels of God, spirit. smite that foul Depersonalizes, manipulates, hallucinations, Asmodeus, come out. Torture, personality parts. You foul spirit's name, come out. Out in Jesus' name. We bind up every door. Every shattered part Spell of your mind right, right now. Jesus, come out of her. And we command those doors to open. Mm-hmm. And we command the following uh, spirits to come out that's been layered in there. Out of her we right now. 
In the mind control slimy. We bind it. Zombie. Come out of her. Amnesia walls to fall down. Let her go right now. Psychopathic. Created anchoring trauma. We bind up all the coded Come out. Overlapping conflicting. Mind control drugs. Come out. Anti God right religious programming. Come out. Control slaves. Out of her in Jesus' name. Judgment. Get in the cage. Purple. We arrest you right now in Jesus' name. Programmers set themselves up to as God. All mental I no longer worship you, and I cut myself free from my programmer right now. Mm-hmm. I cut all of the cords. Come out. Angels of God. In the name Smite of that machine in Jesus' name. I bind up being from a superior race of aliens, we such as the Capetians and the Philippians. In the name of Jesus Christ's name. I bind up the sun. I talk a little bit here. We're talking to you, you foul spirits. Trans logical secrets. Looser mind and let it go. Come out. Memories. Localized paralysis. We find you. Father God, get these foul spirits. Fire the arrows. Father God, pierce these things through in Jesus. Come out. Trapped memories. Come out. Hyperventilation. Spirit of Babylon into these foul spirits. Torture. Come out. Cannot tell the difference between reality and fantasy. Accurate anxiety. Angels of God, cut the tail off the Kundalini snake. Shatteredness. Rip it out. Come out. Unworthy. Anger. Fear. Guilt. Unforgotten. Out in Jesus' name. Memory. Let the tear of the Lord hit these foul spirits. False memories. Disassociate memories. Come out right now, everyone. Come out in Jesus' name. Break your powers right now. We lose peace and love in a sound mind into Roberta's mind right now. We Come bind out, up the power of the programmers and the abusers. There you go. Come out all the way. The powers and the programmers the and the abusers. Come out. Are you going to Tartarus tonight, you guys? PTSD, post-traumatic syndrome. We bind you. Sexual ritualistic abuse. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. SMM altars. Get out of A room. non-sexual blood sacrifices. We break all Sexual bondages. Child rituals. Come out. Moon child ceremony. All foul spirits named. All dedications to Satan. Come out. We find you up right now. In all the foul spirits came in when tied to the tree. And the blood sacrifice was done. We <coughs> right now. Out of her. Uh-huh. All the spirits that came in through that trauma, when you're tied to the tree, we bind it. Come out. Come out of her in Jesus' name. We bind up the altars. We bind the amnesia walls. The protective shields of secrecy. We tear you apart and rip you open and you come into sight and you leave right now. We rebuke you. Come out right now. Get the cage. We bind up the front personality spirits. The angels surround her right now in Jesus' name. Now, this is an important one because it's the one that oversees everything that goes on inside of you. It's called the hidden observer. We bind the hidden observer. 
And this next one is we called Master right Core. Come out of her. Master Core Protector. Come out. We oh, command you. these two oh, spirits. Get, get out of her right now. Get in the cage. Come out of her. The Master Core to be pulled out right now. We puke you in Jesus' name. Angels of God, pull Google, that cord out. Attach these spirits. Altars. Come out. Vader altars. Come out. Front altars. In Jesus' name, we're loose her right now. Autism. We bind altars. Rest of the altars. We bind you. Come out. Or protectors. Come out. No, all altars. Shadow leaders. Come out. Satanic altars. Loose her right now. Christian altars. Now. In Jesus' name, get out of her. Visualization. You found spirits, get out of her. They create their own occult system. Father God, loose the horns of heaven to sting these foul spirits. Come out of her. We bind up magic. Come out. Versus faith. And we bind up following false gods. Bind all we foul bind spirits. up Antichrist destroyers. All Syrian spirits, come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Loose and let her go. Spiritual power placed within the world by the religious spirit within Christianity. The religious spirit has been replaced. Much of the positions that we should bind have you gone spirit. Come out for truth and faith. We bind up lying spirits. Come out. Angels of God, strip their armor, darkness. weapons, and their spoil them in Jesus' name. We bind up that spirit called black man. Now, this is not called, be talking about black people. There's a spirit that's called black man. And what it does is it comes in through incest and it uh, mm-hmm. rapes a child we find you at night. Spirits. And we bind you up in the name of Jesus well, and you come out right now. All spirits associated with that or children's sacrifice, we bind you. Come out. We bind Master P also. And Moan Lazarus, we bind you. Come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Out. We bind all enchantments, magic, divination, occult rituals, abusers uh, of semen magic. All foul spirits, lodged sexual organs, come out of her right now. Come out in Jesus' name. Seals of the programming, rituals of sorcery, bewitchments, beguiling. And dolls. Do you have any dolls? Any what, sorry? Dolls, like, you know, little dolls? D-O-L-L-S. No. Okay. We bind any voodoo dolls that somebody may have of you. And we pull all the pins out right now. In the name of Jesus. Every pen Come out that's of her. been pushing against your heart, we your break blood all that system, voodoo, arthritis, <laughs> your mind to be set free in the name of Jesus. Come out. All mind control. We bind up the monarch program. and Orion right now. In mm. Jesus' name. Come out of her, Orion. We bind up dehumanizing. Dehumani- we bind up anger, shame. Bind we the bind of Orion up, and Osiris. Uh, Come out right now. Portals. Focal Come point. Come out. Vows. Oaths. We bind up all demon layering. We bind up angel altars. We bind it in Jesus' name. Come out and get in the cage. In Jesus' name. Break it off of her right now. And we command all of the secret layering of devils to come uncovered. In the name of in Jesus. Jesus' name. 
We Father command God, the Holy these devils shine on her right now. in Jesus' name that illuminate her inside. Reality with fantasy to come out in the name of Jesus. All hidden devils, come out. Right. All ceremonies Jesus that demonizes her. All parasitic spirits, come out right now. Find all Jesus. generational spirits. Loose her stomach right now. Let her go. Are important to determine. Come out of her right stomach right now in Jesus' name. To the tenth science, we go beyond the demonology, and we deal with every issue that was layered into her concerning All Almighty come out God. In Jesus' name, we bind up the occult sciences and astral projection, ESP, and tele- telepathy. In Jesus' name. Cut all demonic soul ties with her and others right now. In Jesus' name. Cut them right now. We come against all festivals, ceremonies, ritual pilgrimages, and we command those things to come out. We break all the... Come out of her in Jesus' name. Be foul spirits. (coughs) Right now. Get out. Every spell. Jesus' name. Every spell. Come out. We find all the lies. Spirits of Moloch, and we come break. out right now. Now let me ask you this: Do you have Moloch, any? Uh, do you have any memory of a trauma? Certain traumas that they did to you? Um, a couple of them, yeah. All right, tell me about it a little bit of it. Um, there's one from when I was nine years old. Um, I was taken into a cemetery by a group of people and tied up to a tree. Okay. And then made, forced to watch them. Go ahead and say it, and you're going to break the power of it. I was forced to watch them kill another kid. Uh And then after they did that, I was locked up in a coffin with this kid for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And then once that was over, I was let out, and they basically told me if I was to say anything to anybody, that I'd be next. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, what I want you to say is, Satan, Satan, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm not afraid of you anymore. I bind your trauma. I bind your trauma. And I bind your fear. And I bind your fear. And I take back my soul. And I take back my soul. You cannot have it anymore. It doesn't belong to you. You cannot have it anymore. It doesn't belong to you. I command every devil. I command every devil. That forced that on me. That forced that on me. To go into the cage. To go into the cage. I blind you throughout eternity. I blind you throughout eternity. And I command you to leave me now. And I command you to leave me now. All the spirits of greed and lust and insecurity, worry, anger, envy, jealousy, tension, uh, insecurity, anger, Envy, jealousy, tension, fear, bitterness, frustration, 
stealing, lying, cheating. Find you foul spirits. Come, come out, out right, right now. now. In the name of Jesus. Let her go. All, <laughs> All of you come out right now. Any foul spirits that were inserted to that trumpet. Now, angels of God, cut them up and make them small and pull them out. Come on. Now, what was Jesus. the other one that you remembered? I only remember bits and pieces of it. I must have been about maybe four or five years old. I remember running away from a couple people. I think one was my sister. And then I don't remember who the others were, but they were chasing me around and stabbing me with pins. Like sewing needle pins. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. That was the voodoo that I saw when I break. Okay. Break all of the voodoo action going on in that ritualism. And I command those needles to come out of her now. Through the puncture, we bind you. Come out. Acupuncture, we bind you. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. (laughs) Out of her. We command you, foul spirits, to loose her memories right now. Come out of her right now. Okay, now we're going to deal with some of these altars that they've done on you. And um, we bind the altars. And uh, what the altars are, they're actually devils. Right. But they've given them these uh, fancy names uh, to make dumb people think that they're something else, but they're just pure devils. Mm -hmm. So we bind the power and the principality and the strong man over these altars that have kept you bound. Now, whenever uh, whenever they're ministering, they uh, create things called um, amnesia walls. And what these walls do is the uh, things that you just talked about uh, usually go behind those amnesia walls and you forget about a lot of things that were done to you. But whoever uh, programmed you, if it was your father or some officer on the base or whatever, uh, that would be known as your programmer yeah. and or your handler. And now, the people that were the adults that were leading you into these things, do you know whether or not they're still alive? I have no clue. Okay. Were well, they affiliated uh, with the Temple of Set? I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay, now what we're going to do is we're going to disconnect you from the ley lines and the garlands, and we're going to um, cut those right now so that they can no longer, if they are alive, they can no longer come to you. What happens in these kind of situations, uh, the uh, the person that is your handler, they are lay what they call uh, layering uh, spirits into you, certain personalities right. into you. And uh, those certain pa- uh, personalities come out with code words. Uh, it, your mind works like a computer. If you have a computer... And let's say uh, you're going to uh, build files in that computer. 
and you'll have, well, say you, you have Pat Holiday file, and everything about me would go into that file. Uh, Mega Man file, everything about him would go into that file, and you couldn't get the file open unless you knew the password or the code name. So we're going to break the amnesia walls, and we're going to break the codes that the codes can no longer have any power over you. Because sometimes, even if these people are dead, the words, codes are words that they use. And so the words, you, those spirits can hear those words and it can activate them. So we're going to confuse them and command them to go in. We can get rid of those first, okay? Yeah. Okay, we bind up the amnesia walls. Come out. Protective shields spirits. of secrecy. Associated with amnesia. Right now. Come out. All of these spirits of code names. In the name of over Jesus. Over every spirit that was layered in. Come we out. confuse you. Come we out. We bind All you. MK Ultra, foul spirits. Take Come out. Your sp- we take your keys. Come out. Right. Come out. Okay. Never Come out. Again. Looser and let her you go. Cut right. We All bind up the front personalities. In the CIA operation, we bind you. Looser and let her go. Mm-hmm. Come out of her right now. Now, there's another spirit that we're going to get right now, and it's called Hidden Observer. And what this spirit is, it's the Master Core Protector. It protects all of the spirits that they glared into you, and it keeps them in there. And so we break the power of the Hidden Observer right now. The Master Core Protector, you come out right now and go into the cage. Out of her right now. Loose her sinuses and let her go in Jesus' name. Come out. Now, what they use over kids is they use uh, sadistic altars, and they're brutal. Uh, Sometimes they can put them in graves and put spiders and snakes in the graves with them. Uh, Come out. mm Mm-hmm. We break and cancel all triggers and code words inserted into you right now. Sometimes they can touch little kids and kill them in front of you. We bind those fears and traumas up in the name of Jesus. spirits, we bind you loose. Come out now in Jesus' name. Out of her right now. Talking to you, you We bind up the Vader altars, the front altars, the deeper altars. Autism. We bind and cut it uh, out of her right Nestle's now. altars. Out. All of the core protectors of these cut things. All this Come out right now. Her. Come out. Come out. <sighs> Lord Jesus rebuke you, you found No, her. all altars, shadow leader, satanic altars, Christian altars. Uh, we we pray every devil that was put in Father you God. to make you <laughs> Side with a flaming sword to burn these things up, smite them. Jesus, we find visualization to create an occult system in you. Find it, come out of her right now. All Antichrist rebellion, we find fantasy. All foul spirits embedded into her, come out of her. We find the wizard of Oz, come out. We bind you up and your effect, come out of Jesus. And all of Walt Disney programming that went into you. We command those things right now. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. 
All of them. Cut off all the tentacles of mind control. Uh. Loose and let her go right now. Come out of her, you octopus spirit, in Jesus' name. Loose her mind. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were putting you through this, did they let you watch a lot of Disney World uh, movies? Yeah. Okay. Now, you see what those movies are. Those movies are programming, uh, magical programming, and uh, they're actually to program you into the occult realms. Yeah. Walt Disney was a very high wizard. And he was also a child molester. And so we break all of the fantasy and the magic all programming come out. over you. In out of Jesus right now. Name. All witchcraft came into Walt Disney movies. Every spirit that was programmed into you to make you come hate out. God. Little boy, and come out. <laughs> the emperor, come out. Those God spirits in the name of Jesus. Come out right now. Those witchcraft powers are broken. All Harry Potters, right come out, in Jesus' name. Come out. Harry Potter, come out of her right now. Come out. We bind up everything that turns you against faith. Now, do you remember this? Do you remember anybody dressing up and pretending to be Jesus? No. Okay. Well, that answer stand the judgment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you, Do you remember him uh, desecrating the Bible? Sort of. Spitting yes. on. What would they do? Spit on it? Things like that. Uh, more like use it as a bathroom. Okay. In the name of Jesus. We sanctify your mind from all of these rotten images concerning God and Jesus. And you have no authority. And you will loose her totally. You will set her free. And all that programming to take her soul to hell. Come out of her mind right now. Command you to come out right now in the name of Jesus. Shrink and come out in Jesus' name. (laughs) Go get in the cage in Jesus' name. Not one of you can stop. You foul spirits. Did you have a lot of nightmares? I don't know about a lot, but I know I did have some. Uh Okay. Now, whenever you go through um, programming like this, uh, one of the things that happens is some spirits come in um, at the age you said that you that that they started this at about age four. Oh, some of it's about way back from age two, but a lot of the memories <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, and uh, is your father still alive? Yes. Okay. And he's repented? Yes, he has. He has and my he... mother, a couple years back, gave their lives over to the Lord. Have You're they going to have him any deliverance? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, but what happens to you is you, you get uh, what they call arrested uh, spirits of the body. 
and the will, the soul, and the emotions. And uh, it it uh, that means that at the time it starts, uh, your your body becomes like a child. Is your body like a child's? Did it did it grow normally? Yeah. Okay, and your will, and then your soul uh, becomes arrested. And what happens uh, when these arrested spirits come in? Uh, sometimes, most of the time, the person acts like an adult, but every now and then they will relapse back into these kind of personalities of being a child. Yeah, that uh, I have done. Okay, and so what that is, is it's called uh, uh, arrested because what happens is when they are traumatizing you like this, they don't want you to, um, I mean, your body, your mind, your will, and your soul and emotions, you don't want to face the future because things are so bad right then. And so we're going to get that We bind the arrested body, physical growth, development, Come out. Uh, muscular dystrophy, Loosen muscles arrested, Down syndrome, nevalorid, retardation of the brain cells are arrested, Epstein-Barr virus, Come out. bodily functions, day-to-night skills are arrested, bedwetting, Visual audio problems, stunted motor skills, sunny growth. We command that Talk to bind to and get into the right now. You come out of her come out. In name. The we Lord cage the real spirit. Spirits <coughs> over your will, strong will, spirit, childness. Grab a coal and drop it into the mouth of these five spirits Jesus does name. not want to grow up. We break the power of Peter Pan over you. Tantrums, the childish self-will, self-life, All you self-love, you. Come out, immaturity, slothful, laziness, parents, always wanting their way, we bind you, irresponsible, Come out. irascible. Come out. Put away childish things, and we command those things in the cage to come out now. Command you out. come out right now. Get into the cage. You <coughs> Get into that thing right now. In Jesus' name. We command the civil war right now inside of you. Soul. Attack the strong man in Jesus' name. The arrested soul blocked learning, confusion, sparsal motor, come out of you, and other perceptual deficiencies. Resulting from head injury. In the name of Jesus, Father God, fragment the mind and soul of these fear spirits. In Jesus of death, Christ. fear that they are going to kill you. All memory, fears come out in Jesus' name. Any memory blockages, we bind you. Loose your attention go. spans. Come out. All ADD. Come out. Learning disabilities. Come out. All fear of come out. learning. Slow reader. Loose her and let her go. <coughs> Therese, come out in Jesus' name. Now, on this dyslexia thing, 
you know, Satanists always do things backwards, and they miss up. They, when they write, they'll mix up letters, and they'll also spell things backwards. Yeah. And so, uh, as a child, that would cause you to have a dyslexia and dysgraphia, and in the name of Jesus, mental blocks and fears of insecurity and social problems. Come out and of her so right now. And these things to come out right come now. Come out right now. All of them. Any blockages to her learning processes would bind you. Come out right now in Jesus' name. You're bound, caged, come out. Now, emotions, it's the same thing. Um, we bind up the spirits of rejection, fear of rejection, Mental abuse by parents, control, domination, overprotection, double-mindedness, over-dependency, anger, frustration, hate, murder spirit. All foul spirits, come out. (laughs) Out of her right now. Come out. Spirits of fighting. Moose and let her go. Moose and let her go. Did your uh, father molest you? No, but a friend of the family's did. That was my dad's oh. best friend. Okay. Uh, we bind that up in the name of Jesus. Did you forgive him? Yes. Okay. We command those emotional spirits to come out. Come out of her right, right now. Right now. Loose her. All foul spirits and her mind, will, and emotions, we bind you. Come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Come out. Lord, rebuke you, you foul spirits. Loose and let her go right now in Jesus' name. <coughs> Father God, let the Holy Spirit, Shekinah Glory, go in there and burn them out and reveal any hiding places in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We bind legion. Come on right now in Jesus' name. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. Now, take a deep breath and invite the Holy Ghost to come in and fill you. Deep breath right now. Deep breath. Now, just say, Holy Spirit, come in with your fire and burn the rest out. Deep breath. Now, just lift your hands and let him fill you. Fill up, Holy Spirit, right now. In Jesus' name. Fill her up like the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Come out of her right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Loose her and let her go, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise God. How are you feeling, Roberta? Oh, a whole lot lighter. Father God, I'm loose ministering spirits to her right now in Jesus' name. Apply the blood of Jesus to her. Roberta, let me ask you a question. Do you have any children? Yes, I do. Are they into any kind of rock music or uh, any any kind of occult? Um... 
it's pretty much all like that kind of music. And my oldest son, it's hard to say what he's into because we don't see too much of him lately. They, uh, they live with you there in the house? Uh, just one of my sons do. I okay. have two that are in foster care, and my oldest son is staying out at my mom and dad's. Does um, the son that lives with you, was that a son or a daughter? Son. Do they wear any type of uh, T-shirts with any kind of rock um, music no, bands on? I wouldn't allow that. Okay. you got to be on guard. Crossbones. Yeah, anything you let in your house, yeah. it'll be a, a doorway that they uh, they open up uh, to attack you, so you got to be careful. Right. You want to get it out of your house. Anything with any kind of rock music, paraphernalia, mm-hmm. any occultic items, you probably want to go through the rooms and look and see if they've got anything in there hidden. Um, and just get it out of there because you don't want a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a doorway. Great. May I want to turn down your radio, Roberto? That's not mine. Oh, okay. But, um, the minds and the bodies of these people who stand here. Father, we ask that you lose war angels to surround Roberta and go through her house right now, and any foul spirits that are in the house. Father God, have the angels drag them off. And we send this cage of foul spirits right now. Inside of you, we, we command them to go to the foot of Jesus to be judged before the time. And anything else remaining, we bind it. And we gag it, we command it to um, not torment her until it comes up and out, manifesting in deliverance in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Well, Roberta, my time is up for tonight. Um, okay. But stay in touch with us and let us know how you're doing. Oh, for sure. I'll probably see you in the chat room again. All right. But uh, <laughs> do you, you feel you got some deliverance tonight? Oh, definitely. Get into the Word. Yes. Amen. You've got to get that in that Word every day. Oh, definitely. We all yeah. do. And uh, play the Word over you as you sleep at night. And just uh, every day, just say, I apply the blood of Jesus to me. Mm-hmm. God bless you, Roberta. Yeah, you too. Take care. Yep, bye Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of the Dr. Yeah. God bless you. The thing's still recording. Um, give out your contact information. I'll close the show out. Uh, well, you know, I hear it. Do I hear a program going? Uh, I heard I heard a program going in the background. I thought maybe it was uh, your computer or Roberta's. Oh, but yeah. I, I could I could hear it playing. It, what probably happened is uh, if you all are in the chat room, um, when one program ends, uh, the next one automatically start playing through the speaker. Yeah, so that's probably what happened. But um, we're still on the clock here uh, recording, so uh, why don't I do this before it uh, stops? Give out your contact information. Okay, M- my contact information is. PatHolliday.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. Praise God. And, uh, folks, uh, you're going to be listening to this on MP3 here shortly. Go to Dr. Pat's website, again, MiracleInternetChurch.com and PatHolliday.com, and uh, support the ministry of Dr. Pat Holliday and Omega Man Radio. And um, we'll see you again Saturday night at 8 p.m. on the School of Deliverance. And uh, Sunday night, 8 p.m. with Dr. Pat Holliday once again with the School of Warfare Prayer. 
Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. God bless you, Dr. Pat. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.